0: Good morning,
1: good morning, good morning, and welcome to NAPWIC Talks. I am Jada Williams, your host for today in NAPWIC Talks for the National Association of Black Women in Construction. Hey, just like the commercial just said, I have to ask you to follow, like, and share on all your different social media platforms that you are hanging out with, with, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, for we are the voice. Yes, or head over to our website at www.napwick.org and engage with us. Check out our calendar, see what committee you'd like to participate on, and or make sure you go and click that Join Now button. Yes, it is that simple. You can become our next newest NAPWIC member sister, or brother in the NAPWIC world by becoming a member by clicking the button on our website. We can't wait to meet you and see you at our next local or national NAPWIC event. Well, today we have an action-packed show Planned for you. As always, we have in the studio this morning, no other than the master builder herself, Ann McNeil, Jackie Perry of JP and Associates, and Ursula Odom of Sula 2, helping you with your book writing process. Good morning, Ann. How are you? Jada, Jada. Jada, it is really true. I
2: say this every single week. It gets better and better and better.
1: <laughs> Hi, my name is
2: Amy Gillen. Yes, I am the master wealth builder helping you to build a stronger and better life and business and the founder of this phenomenal organization. I'm excited today, like every other Wednesday, when we come on to bring you another episode of Now We Talk. And today we're going to be talking with the vice president, our new vice president of the National Association of Black Women in Construction, Ms. Tyline Henry, who is the president of UJAMA Services. But before we get to that subject, I want to talk just a moment about who we are and what we do. Jada said it, we're the voice, not just of black women in construction, but I contend and suggest that we're the voice of the construction industry. And our desire is to continue to build lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that bring and create groundbreaking opportunities for all of us. And yet last week I had the
3: privilege
2: of participating with one of those organizations along with our um, past president, Ms. Kimlyn Naylor, at the New York Build, and it was an awesome event. It was held at the Jarvis Center in New York for uh, 2022, and we had at our NABWIC booth almost 300, yes, almost 300 individuals to come by our booth, but in support of creating a new chapter of this phenomenal organization in that New York and New Jersey area, uh, we just want to continue to build strategic relationships with organizations like New York Bill, Chicago Bill, and all of these organizations that we are partnered with. Also had an opportunity to connect with the national president of the National Association of Women in Construction, one of our sisters in the spirit, and so I just want to just encourage all of the listeners that we are the voice of this industry. And as The Voice, we are looking to connect with you, like Jada said, as we continue to increase the national awareness, not just for black women in construction, but for all women in the construction industry. And as we continue to kick off this Women's History Month, I want to remind all of us that we are
1: creating
2: history every single day that we focus on our mission and our vision and why we're here. And so, Jada, as always, let's get this party started.
1: <laughs> you can feel the energy and excitement in the studio this morning. Yes, let's get this party started for you, Get Ann McNeil and Jada Williams up here just talking and having a great love fest. Hey, let's take a quick commercial break and come back in, on NAPWIC Talks. Hi, my name is Sabrina Miller. I am the owner of MDI General Contracting in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm a new member of the National Association of Black Women in Construction and I'm excited to celebrate women in the construction industry. I'm most proud about NABWIC's ability to have intertwined itself in the legislative process, which affects all women, and particularly black women in the construction industry, and I'm happy to be a part of that process and help to grow NABWIC's reach in the Pennsylvania area. My name is Sabrina Miller. Please join me in celebrating women in construction. Yes, indeed, we are celebrating Women in Construction during this Women's Month of March, and, of course, Happy Women in Construction Week. Yes, this is our Women in Construction Week, but let's get off into some NABWIC news you can absolutely use. Please take out your notebooks and pens or just go ahead and head over to Eventbrite and get registered at any time, if you miss out, you can always go to napwick.org's website to keep up to date. But this month coming up on March 16th at 7 a.m., there is Breakfast with Navwick South Florida at Nick's 50s Diner in West Palm Beach. Also, you want to check out, check up on the Atlanta chapter. Um, there are some great things going on in that area with who's in your tribe. And then our next excited national event that we will all be traveling for is going down on april 28th that's april 28th and it is the national association of black women in construction hard hats and heels yes our hard hats and heels and it's just like it sounds women in construction Hard Hats and Heels, that is going to be on April 28th, Thursday, from 6 to 8 p.m. in Charlotte, North Carolina. So you will definitely not want to miss out on that event because it's not going to be just individuals in Charlotte, North Carolina. As we are building up their area, you will get to meet some of our national leaders and individuals across Navwick world because we love to travel and support each other. Also on the way coming up is our next national Navwick billion dollar luncheon and port opportunities so you will want to keep a look out on that everyone knows our Navwick national billion dollar luncheons we do our best to keep it top tier, and we are getting you in the room with those project owners, company owners, agencies, those architectures, and everyone else that you need to do business with. So you don't want to miss out on that. So moving right along this morning, we also have... A great interview on NAPWIC Talks that you will listen in this morning to our very own host, Ms. of JP and Associates, have a great roundtable discussion with NAPWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, newest vice president tylene henry listen if you want to join in please drop your comments under our different social media platforms and we will make sure we reach out and get your comments read or push one on your phone so on NavWeek week talks this morning let's get into this conversation with jackie perry and tylene henry
3: Well, welcome to this wonderful Wednesday. And what a wonderful opportunity it is to be able to be a stand-in host and talk to our special, special guest, Ms. Tylene Henry. Now, this is really, really exciting because we are interviewing Ms. Tylene uh, during the midst of some very important celebrations. So many of you already know, as it has already been mentioned, yesterday was International Women's Day. Uh, this week, it's uh, Women in Construction Week. And then all month long, it's Women's History Month. And we could not have been more blessed and privileged to have this special guest join us doing these auspicious type of celebrations. So, Ms. Colleen Henry, how are you this morning? Oh,
4: I am blessed
3: and highly favored. How are you, Miss Jackie? Well, I am doing well. I am doing well and so excited that we get an opportunity to uh, talk with you. I'm going to go ahead and tell our guests a little bit about you. I'm going to read your bio so they can know a little bit more about Miss Pauline Henry, and then we'll come back and just have you share a little bit about yourself in your own words. So for many of you, You may already know, Pauline is not a stranger to NABWIC Talks. She's been our guest on our podcast on several previous occasions, but we wanted to have her back, especially now that she's taken the helm as the Vice President of the National Association of Black Women in Construction. So we want to get to know her a little bit better up close and personal. So let me just tell you a little bit about her. So our guest, Ms. Tyleen Henry, is an entrepreneur, powerful change agent, and a staunch advocate for social economic parity. Tyleen believes that her faith, character, and mindset of abundance have been the foundation of her continued success. She has been referred to as the follow-up queen as a result of her three Ps, professional, patience, and persistence in developing relationships and access to resources necessary to create a positive impact on the community she serves. In addition to being a doting mother and aunt, Pauline owns and operates a professional financial services practice and a strategic business consulting firm. And as I mentioned before, she now serves as the new vice president for the National Association of Black Women in Construction. And Since we're talking about a history month, Tyleen made history as she was recently recognized and spotlighted as a dynamic leader in the Oakland County's 40 under 40 program. Congratulations, Tyleen. Thank you. You're certainly welcome. It's certainly a terrific honor. And just to wrap uh, things up, Tyleen also serves on the Congresswoman Brenda Lawrence Women's Advisory Committee. Uh, she's a longtime mentor and volunteer with the Rhonda Walker Foundation, serves on the board of Fresh Perspective Seminars, and is a volunteer facilitator with Youth for Global Health and Social Justice. And if that's not enough, she's also the adjunct professor at the Wayne County Community College. So once again, Tylee, wow. <laughs> Welcome to that with talk.
4: Thank you. It's always great to have an opportunity to come and spend some time with you guys. I really enjoy what you guys do to elevate our voices and raise awareness of this incredible organization.
3: Well, we always enjoy having you on because you bring so much enlightenment and uh, all those aha moments uh, when we have a chance to just kind of sit down and just have a conversation. And so we're actually going to ask our listeners, who are listening today, if you want to be a part of the conversation, don't forget to press 1 on your telephone, and we'll recognize you, and you can join the conversation along with us. But, Tylene, um I read a little bit about you in terms of the biography, but will you tell us in your own words, who are you, and how did you come to be a NADWIC member, number one? Oh, you
4: know, first of all, I'm a child of God and um my personal mission in doing is to alleviate socioeconomic disparity. And so a lot of times people think that's just a money issue. Um but it's definitely more complex than that. Um, I define it as uh, a lack of equitable access to ideas, resources and relationships. And so um, I've always had um a desire to serve, and so I, you know, in high school, you know, I would volunteer and do community service. Um, In college, I was in several nonprofits, like the National Association of Black Accountants, minority business students, women in business, Um, and I was always like a community service chair and reaching out to different organizations um, in our, in those communities um, to see how we could, you know, serve or support. And so that's something that's always just kind of been a part of of who I am and a desire that I just naturally had. And um, when I quit my corporate job in 2016, um, I started a financial services practice, and I really wanted to be able to help people, especially in underserved communities, um, to gain access to quality financial Um, education as well as, uh, services because I felt that they weren't, everyone wasn't receiving equitable access to, um, experienced financial professionals. And so I quickly learned, um, that, you know, in the financial services industry, you're basically compensated based upon, you know, um, your compensation is very closely correlated to that of your clients. And so, I realized that, you know, it would be better for me to provide the goals that I had for myself and just to fulfill my mission as opposed to, you know, having a business that was based upon, you know, products and services and the the need of those products and services. And so as I began to shift to the education model, I was thinking, well, who are the clients that can benefit from the services that I provide because I have a business that I'm running? So I was cold calling. I was coming down to South Florida. Um, to meet with some clients, folks that I had known from the time that I lived down there, and I just started searching the the Internet for minority-owned engineering firms, and I came across MCO Construction and Services, and I see this beautiful black woman standing on top of these construction sites in, like, the 80s, and they're, like, major projects, and I'm like, that's not common. Like, there's not a lot of people who look like me. Um, that are doing business at this level in the construction industry. And so I reached out, it was like Tuesday at like 7 a.m., and um, she happened to answer the phone, and that was Ms. Ann McNeil, uh, the chair and founder of the National Association of Black Women in Construction, and she asked me several questions. Um, And at the end of that uh, stream of questions, she said, well, can you come down a day early uh, we're having an industry day at Dillard High School, and I really think that the students could benefit from what you have to say. And so something in my fear is they get a ticket a day early and get down there to that high school. And so that's what I did, and I walked into Dillard High School. I think it was the cafeteria, and I just see all these women in red shirts. Um, you know, they're working together, moving, and in, in Um They've brought large... Organizations like the Miami Transit Authority, Florida Department of Transportation, major engineering firms, into this um, to this high school that you know otherwise um, may not have had access to these professionals or industries or career paths. And it wasn't just like having an event; right, um, it was very intimate. There was classrooms and. We had an opportunity to meet with maybe five professionals, and there'd be like ten students at a time, and they could ask us anything that they wanted. And it was then that I could really see the impact, and it's not often that you can really see um, right away um, the direct alignment of the actions of an organization with their mission and vision. And I could see that very clearly, and I knew right away that I had found my tribe and you know obviously i was i'm not don't have a traditional construction background, but I found myself amongst women who were also business owners who had a passion to serve uh, and as well you know were were growing their businesses and advocating for equitable opportunities um, for contracting and making sure that there were training and development um, opportunities for workforce in the communities that they served and That was how I got acquainted with NAPWIC, and, I mean, I just never, ever since then, you know, I have been connected and just continue to, you know, engage and just identify here locally in the Detroit area um, because there was a group of folks who started meeting and they were interested in forming a chapter. So my goal was just to find out what resources or relationships can I bring um, to be a part of moving forward this amazing mission, and that's pretty much my network story.
3: Wow. No, thank you for sharing that and especially sharing how you came upon uh Navick and McNeil and I like something you said how once you uh you know, you were invited of course down to uh Dillard High School and you saw everything that was happening. But you said something. You said you found your tribe. And so you found a group of people that you can share the same vision and the same mission with and uh and I guess you've been with them ever since. So how long ago has that been now?
4: I think it was like October of twenty sixteen if I'm not mistaken. Um wow. Yeah. So it's it's been quite some time and time really flies fast, but it's definitely been an incredible journey. I've met some lifelong, you know, friends and people that have become family. Um, I've been able to expand and grow my business and my professional network uh, and have had an opportunity to serve and um, work along the side of some amazing uh, folks uh, to be able to advocate, you know, for, for our organizations, for our communities, Um you know, it's just been a def- it's been a blessing, uh,
3: to say the least. Well, I know that uh, since you've uh, been with the Navric organization, like you said, it's been several years now. And since I've known you, I haven't seen any signs of your slowing down. Like you said, whether it's the <laughs> uh, you know community or uh, educational efforts, advocacy efforts like you're right there you're right there in in the middle and i know that again there's that passion and i'm sure a shared vision that that drives you and you are an entrepreneur and so let's let's go there for a moment so you are the ceo and i'm hoping i'm pronouncing it correctly is eugema services correct pronouncing mm-hmm. correctly so and and you said that uh you know rather than focus on you know Products. It was important for you to focus on the educational aspect of it, that people benefit uh, more from being educated about financial services and how they can benefit from what you do have to to offer. So when you think about your journey towards entrepreneurship, uh, you're the CEO of Ujima Services. Um, and while you're doing that, you're also lending your skills and talents to, to Navic. How, how do you blend the two, and how do you find time to even blend the two?
4: Well, um, I will tell you that everything that I do personally, professionally, and physically, um, there's intentional congruence. And so um, at a, when I was still finishing my Master's of Business Administration at Wayne State University in, like, 2010, um, you know, being a single parent, really understanding how important time management was, um, I began to identify ways that I could engage physically that I could engage that I could involve my son. So that we weren't that I wasn't apart from him or doing something separate, but he could be involved. And that was kind of how, you know, my first introduction without even really knowing it of in, intentional congruence. Um and so I, I served on the board of Southern Oakland County's NAACP at that time, and, you know, I wanted to be the youth uh, chair, And so that was my focus on programs for youth. And so um, when I think about um, the variety of things that I have going on from a personal, professional, and civic standpoint, um, I make sure that they're in alignment with my personal mission and vision. And if it's not in alignment, then I don't do it. And so that's how I'm able to, um, you know, effectively participate and engage um, at the level that I do um, because I'm passionate about the things that I do. And if I'm not passionate about it, then I'm not going to do it. And so um, as long as it's an opportunity to, you know, forward my mission and whatever it is that I'm doing is in alignment with that, um, I have an opportunity to engage my family Um, I have opportunities to create relationships and um, grow my business. You know, I'm I'm often you know doing these things at the same time, and I just think that it's a blessing um, to be able to do that because many people are not able to um, necessarily um, go after their passions and you know have things in alignment with
2: with with
4: their. Uh, goals or dreams personally as well as professionally and be able to serve. And so that's what it is. It's a matter of identifying opportunities that are not only going to, you know, grow my business but for my wish, mission and and help me to be able to serve and advocate for, you know, equity um, in the communities that I serve.
3: Well, great. That is great. Well, listen, we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more with our special guest, Ms. Pauline Henry, after this commercial. And don't forget, you can press 1 on your telephone if you want to join the the conversation. So right now, let's go to a commercial, and we'll be right back.
0: Press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. And ABWIC's intent is
3: Ms. Pauline Henry, who is the uh, current vice president of the NAVWIC organization, and so much more. And uh, so, Pauline, let's venture a little bit more. I, there is so much more. I mean, again, you, along with everything else you do, you share with us, you know, your uh, your passion for uh, community, your passion for people, helping them, you know, in the financial services arena and your path and your journey with, with Mavik. And you're, you're such a young person, but yet you've done so much. You've mentioned, of course, you've gotten your, uh, your master's degree uh, already and you're doing a number of things. Recently, again, you were recognized for in Detroit, the 40 under 40 program where you got recognition there. So you've had a lot of goals, I imagine, and, and you said that it's important for you that these, your goal and your mission, you know, measure up to your core values, which are really, really important. So there's so many things that you've been able to accomplish at a, a, a young age. So tell us, is there anything else that you're working on? And may I say again, congratulations for everything that you've accomplished to, to date. But what else does Pauline Henry have her eye on as far as goals? Oh,
4: man, I don't think we have enough time for that. One of the things that I'm very uh, excited about is um, the last week of March, uh, I am working with some women that are in transportation um, to have a virtual session in which we can have uh, some women to share their journey um, in the transportation industry and a part of why i'm so excited about this is because you know there's so much talk about the student loan debt crisis um there's uh talk about the crisis in education you know public education and not necessarily having a lot of equity there and um i think that young people um especially young black women uh they need to know and they need to see women that look like them that are experiencing success um, and they need to understand the importance when we are determining what career path that we want to choose, that, you know, we have to do our due diligence to understand the opportunity. And so oftentimes we have people that say, you know, I want to be a doctor or I want to be an engineer, you know, and they've seen it on, you know, Gray's Anatomy. Um, You know, they've seen, you know, what an attorney does on um, how to get away with murder, right, but really don't have a thorough understanding of the different areas of focus or specialty um, that are available and also may not have an understanding of um, the importance of there being a demand uh, in that space uh, so that you can ensure that you can uh, land yourself a career in that space. And so the goal of uh, celebrating women in, in transportation, that will be the last week of March, is to um, elevate the voices of women that have experienced success in the transportation industry. Um, make sure to identify the demand in the transportation industry and the various career paths. I mean, whether it's engineering, um, whether it's human resources, it could be finance, it could be marketing. Um, there's a huge demand in that space tied to our nation's infrastructure. And we know that um, all across America, really all across the world, there is a need to continue to build and repair and enhance our current infrastructure. And so I think it would be wonderful for young women to see um, the opportunity that exists. I think that it will be empowering and inspiring um, to see women that look like you experiencing success in the various paths that they took to get there. Because, you know, oftentimes our young people are thinking that if, if they don't go to college, then that means they're not successful. Where there are careers in transportation that don't require a four-year degree. Um, there are careers in, in transportation where you can get a certification or really get on-the-job training and you're on your way. So uh, I think it's important to demystify some of the um, I don't want to say rhetoric, but just some of what we have um, educated our children, having them believe that, you know, there's only one pathway to success, and it it involves college. And and don't get me wrong. College gives uh, you opportunities. It gives you options, and I think it's a wonderful thing, but I also think that it's wonderful to really have a plan. And so it's not that college is the plan. College is the plan for you. If you desire to have a career, that requires a college degree. But if you're not sure what you want to do, you've got to explore. And so that's what we'll be doing um, the last week of March. We'll be exploring careers in transportation. Um, there are some organizations that have some scholarship money um, that are, you know, looking for people to apply. And, you know, just uh, giving that um, space and opportunity to build relationships with professionals and have access to them, ask questions, um, and just have some honest conversations. So I'm extremely excited about that. You know, it's one of those things that I almost said, okay, well, you know, can I do this? You know, should I do it? You know, is there time? And you know how you just get those confirmation points. I got a call from uh, from the um, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer at Gannett Fleming. I was driving home. And she said, we have this scholarship and, you know, we don't have enough applicants and do you have, know of any organizations that, you know, you can share this with so that we can get some students to apply so we can give the scholarship money away. And I was literally going to, you know, press pause and say, well, maybe I'll revisit this next year. And it was just that confirmation that I needed um, that this is this is something that has to happen now. You know, and sometimes we're called to do things and we'll create excuses for why we shouldn't do it or why it's too hard or why we should delay. And I believe that God sends that message to you that tells you it's time to do it now. And so I'm going to be obedient and do it, and that's what I'm extremely excited about. Um, and I'll be sure to share the, the link and, and information with you all to be able to share with the listeners, and hopefully they'll share it with their network. The, the goal is just to have, you know, Young people they don't have to be women, but it's really created for young girls and women mm-hmm. um, high school, middle school high school college students that are exploring their career path, and I want them to know that there is a demand, and people are looking for them in the transportation industry.
3: Well that's great, Colleen, so I am so glad that you're involved in that so that's the last week of March, those virtual sessions helping young people explore and take that journey into the world of uh, transportation careers that they can explore that they may not have even known about or even thought of, so that that is great that reminds me of something else too, because it seems like you know hearing you talk about that and other things you seem to have positioned yourself strategically to influence in areas that are really important to you and uh so let's talk about. NABWIC again, because you are now 2022 with the change in leadership. You're coming in as one of the key leaders in that organization, serving in the role as vice president. So we've got a little text here. One of our members just would like to know, what are your thoughts and ideas about NABWIC and where it's going for the future, and how do you plan to influence that in your role as vice president? You
4: know, I just think the possibilities are limitless for the organization. And I, I believe that and I know that in my core because the, the foundation is solid. And um, when you look at the actions of the organization and you look at the mission and vision, they're in alignment. Right. And whenever you have something that's created based upon a need and you have um, subject matter experts, I think I know that black women are experts on our communities and what we need to grow and thrive and being uh, led by business owners and executives um, that lead organizations, you know, we're well positioned and we have what we need to advocate for the communities that we serve. Um, We have our finger on the pulse, and I think that that is where the power is. And I think that what's so incredible about it is the focus on advocacy. You know, to whom much is given, much is expected. You know, contracts are great. You know, it's wonderful to be able to win contracts. I think that based on the relationships that the organization has been able to um, develop with some of the larger um, agencies, departments of transportation, water departments, you know, major infrastructure organizations that um, there's opportunities, right, for the members and people that are involved. But it's not just about um, getting a contract opportunity for me or for our members, but it's um, equity and identifying those barriers um, to entry for uh, small and and growing businesses, I like to say, and identifying sustainable long-term solutions, not just something for this project. But what are things, input um, that we can provide that will provide some long-term sustainable results um, so that, you know, we don't have to continue to, um, you know, go so hard for equity, you know. And it's, it's really because it's folks that have been in leadership since the founding of this nation you know the the policies and the procedures. They're going to be in alignment with what their perspective and experience is. And so, until we come and continue to advocate and raise the voices of of, of people who have, you know, over time been unheard, um, then then there's no change. And so, you know, just to to be a little bit more succinct with the answer, I I, I see NAPWIC. Continuing, continuing to be advocate, continuing to advocate, and continuing to be that voice um, uh, and that driving force for change. And uh, the, what separates us, I think, from a lot of different organizations is that our leadership um, is is made up of people who sign on the front of the check, right? And so we don't have to answer to a major corporation. Um, we can speak truth to power. Um, and we can honestly, you know, advocate and and tell the truth about what's going on and why aren't more black women-owned, minority-owned small businesses getting access to contract opportunity and economic growth opportunities? Um, Why is it that the workforce, workforce programs are spending millions of dollars on training and we're not really seeing much change or growth in the economic circumstances of the populations that they have been created to to um, to serve and to help to grow. And so we can speak to that through personal experiences and relationships and advocate for others, not just equitable opportunities for ourselves. And where I see myself fitting in, you know, is really just serving, you know, listening to our membership, listening to our leadership. Um, and just being a team player, because we all bring different expertise, experience, and relationships, um, and that's what creates the secret sauce. And so I'm just excited to continue to learn more, um, to continue to, you know, represent the organization, and continue to see the economic growth and development that comes as a result of bringing the alarms and saying, hey, you know, um, what we got going on here isn't working. And, you know, here's something else you can try. We don't just come talking about a problem. We come with viable solutions. We come ready to listen, and we come ready to serve. Um, And I think that that's the game changer, and I think we're going to see exponential growth in in equity and inclusion in the construction and build space Um, because there's a huge demand. There's a lot of work to be done. And, you know, we have relationships, and we have our personal experiences are articulate and able to create programs and share the programs that we have that have been working. And so now, you know, it's very clear um, the difference between folks who are saying they want inclusion and equity and and those who actually have a desire to make it happen, Um, because we've got some proven, you know, programs and best practices and things that are working. And for agencies that want to um, see an improvement in their retention with their
3: workforce,
4: or, um, you know, organizations that want to be able to recruit and retain, um, organizations that want to reach their uh, inclusion goals, you know, we we have some solutions. I'm not saying we have the only solutions, but we have solutions, um, and it's been working, and now that the, the infrastructure dollars on the table is, is you know, it's time to put up or or be quiet.
0: So if you really, you
4: know, if we're if, if we're really moving in that direction, and I know that um, if if these organizations are moving in that that direction and they do uh, genuinely desire to be inclusive, um, you know, I think this is the time is now, and I'm just excited to be a part of it.
3: Well, no, this is an exciting time, and I'm glad you are a part of it. And I want to um, thank you for uh just the way you serve you mentioned that word and i think that's really really key and your willingness to be a voice along with other voices in in our industry when you're a voice in the industry you know you take a personal interest and responsibility for the success of that particular sector or that area and so everything that you do you know your passion your work your effort i think has certainly garnered a movement in the right direction and especially for the network organization and I know we're coming to the, the top of the hour, and we're going to be r- wrapping it up. But one of the things also, Colleen, I, I wanted to, to mention, again, with your being you know, a champion in the community, a, a leader, uh, not only are you, again, leading the national chapter in the role of vice president, but I think you just came out of the leadership position as uh, president of the Detroit chapter and uh once again, using your voice to champion wherever you can in the industry and as you're doing uh that last week in March, you know with the uh transportation industry, and then whatever you do, all of your effort advocating for small businesses, all of that you know really has to be uh commended, and like i said we're 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 really grateful to have you on the show, especially during this time because When we say women's history, it's people like you that make those historical advances. You know, it may be one step at a time, but it gets us closer to our goals, you know, and and what we need to accomplish as as women for everybody, but especially as women. So I have one more question, and uh, Jada would uh, beat me if I did not ask it because, you know, she makes a concerted effort to keep building the Navic book list. So, as she says, it's a hard question. So are you ready for the hard question? Yes, I am. You are? Okay. So that question is, what are you currently reading? Do you have a favorite book or uh, something that is inspiring you right now that you're engaged in reading currently? So
4: I know... So that you know, I am uh, a masterminder. So Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. You know, I'm constantly reading that book from cover to cover. Um, but the newer um, edition is Boards That Make a Difference uh, by Don Carver. So it's something that as a leadership team at NavWit that we are taking the time to read this book so that we can um, be as effective and efficient as possible in our leadership. And so, um, you know, it's, it's one thing to um, take on um, a role of responsibility in leadership, and it's another thing to do everything in your power to make sure that you're able to be as effective as possible. And so um, I'm excited about it. Um, I um, am learning a, a lot about different uh, tactics and measures. Um, to, you know, determine the effectiveness of board leadership. And so um, that's one of the ones that I would say that people should definitely get into, especially if they are in nonprofit leadership or interested in nonprofit leadership. Um, It's a very effective book, and it has a lot of um, tactical, you know, suggestions and recommendations um, to help promote effective leadership.
3: All right. Well thank you for sharing that. So another great book that we can add to the uh the book list and so we definitely need to, to add that one one to it. And before we go, Tylene, um, I know again you've been on the show before and now here we are, we're having the opportunity and the privilege to interview you once again, but it's never enough time. I mean, you know, we just always run out of time. But before we leave, I would like to ask if there's anything else that you would like to uh, leave our listeners with, uh, whether it be a thought or a comment or just something you think they they just need to know. What would your last comments be as we wrap up this show?
4: Um, I would just say that the time is now. Um, you know, we, we can spend our lives getting ready, um, but the time is now, and it's time to take action. Um, it's time to, you know, say those things that have been placed on your heart that maybe you're not, um, you know, comfortable speaking speaking on. Um, it's time to build those relationships that you might be shy about or you feel, you know, maybe you're not ready for. Um, and it's still really time to use our voices and, and advocacy because relationships are, are the core of being able to Um, build sustainable communities, and one of the things that I did want to mention is that Eugenia Services um, is one of the quantum principles, and it stands for collective work and responsibility, and so we have a responsibility um, as citizens, um, as community members, moms, daughters, brothers, sisters, fathers, um, to work together. Um, to use our areas of our skill, the areas in which we're skilled, the areas in which we have expertise, um, to share those resources, um, so that we can continue to lift as we climb. And so I just encourage people to think about ways to be transformational in to their in their approach, um, especially to how they do business, and you know what are the what are all the areas that you can have a positive impact um, when you're engaging you know, with with a one-on-one individual, with a company, with an organization? How can we be more transformational in our approach and and build more relationships and, and grant more access and exposure to opportunities?
3: Well, definitely food for thought. So thank you for that, and thank you for leaving us, you know, with, with that challenge as well. So how can people – you're a very busy lady, uh, Ms. Pauline, but how can people – if they need to reach out to you for professional services or otherwise, how can they reach you?
4: So I can be reached at www.ujima-services.com. That's my website, and there's a link um, to schedule time to connect with me. Um, I'm always open to connect with people and share ideas and relationships and resources. And so that's really one of the, the, the best ways to get in contact with me is via my website. Um, and there's a Calendly link at the bottom and I'm not shy. I'm willing <laughs> to come on Zoom or meet for coffee if you're local. Um, and then as well, you know, becoming a member of this incredible organization. Um, because, you know, uh, eight out of ten, eight out of the seven days of the week, you can find me on some committee call. <laughs> um, so I definitely encourage people, you don't have to be a woman. You don't have to be black. Um, but if, if you resonate with the mission and vision of this organization and understand the importance of raising awareness and advocating for equitable access and opportunities, this is a great place for you.
3: All right. So for those of you that are listening out there, you can certainly schedule and connect with Ms. Henry at www.ujimaservices.com. So whether you want to have a conversation with Pauline on, you know, community building, advocacy, financial education, or just pick her brain and utilize some of the wonderful products and services that uh, she has for you, please get in contact with with her. And as she said, we also invite you to become a member of NAVWIC2. You can also meet up with her there because, like you said, you get on one of these committees, you're certainly – to uh, meet up and connect with her somewhere along the way, that's for sure. Well, Tyleen, it has been such a tremendous pleasure having you on the podcast once again. We thank you again for bringing us some additional insights and uh, nuggets into uh, who you are, what this organization is about, and having us understand a little bit more about uh, your passion and your focus. So thank you once again, and we look forward to having you again.
1: Well, I thank you, and I thank
4: our incredible marketing team for this amazing production, and I give um, honor and homage to Ms. Ann McNeil, our chair and founder, her just spirit of abundance and, you know, heart to serve and just willingness to continue to grow and bring people along with her. So thank you so much for this opportunity
3: today. Oh, you're certainly welcome. And so to everyone, until next Wednesday, we'll be back again at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time next Wednesday.
0: See you again on NABWIC Talks. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.
2: With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere.